0: podcast with your friend Mike. It's the 40-year-old boy podcast that you like, cause it's free. Here he comes now. He's gonna sit down. It's gonna start.
1: Hey, what's happening to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? Folks, we're going to ease into it this week. Ease. I I like the way that looks on the Audacity thing. Ease. We're going to ease into it this week. Uh, because it's been 10 days, man, since I did an actual real show. Is 10 days? Nah, maybe even two weeks, because last week's show was just a fucking tragedy. What a mess that was, right? But I mean, there's nothing you can do. When, when illness comes for you, when the Reaper shows up and strikes you with his scythe, all you can do is lay there and hope not to bleed the fuck out. And that's what I tried to do for you guys last week. Um, and I forced myself to do a chunk of show just so you would hear that I wasn't lying. How sad is that inside my tiny brain? I thought, oh, people will think I'm lying about taking a week off. Um, but you heard it last week. I mean, I had a th- full of wasps. That's not fucking good for anybody. Especially when you got a head full of bees. I'll tell you this. You know what? you don't want a, a, wa- a throat full of wasps and a head full of bees because eventually the two of them will meet in the middle and in your sinuses you've just got a bug fight. Oh, let me tell you. You do not want a sinus laden bug fight. That's fucking or a bug laden sinus fight. How about that? Uh, or a bug fight laden in your sinuses or a sinuses laden with bug fights. I don't care how you want to describe it. But nobody wants wasps going up and bees coming down and meeting in the middle of your face and having a goddamn bug brawl. That's fucking brutal. But you heard it last week. You heard uh, my, my throat was all jarbled and garbled and jumbled and gumbled. And, and uh, it was Brian Gumbled. I was Greg Gumbled. I was there was. A, you know what? That's what it was. There was a black man with a toupee lodged in my throat last week. <clears> throat> I tried to cough him out. He wouldn't come out. He was, he was squatting there in his gold blazer, calling an NFL game that only he could see. Greg Gumbel, he took up residence in my throat, gold blazer, hairpiece and all, and he was calling a mythical Jaguars-Titans game that nobody could imagine but him. Uh, and I will tell you, the Jags won that game because they were still slack, uh, Saxonville because they had their defense rolling. Last week, You know they turned it on, I, I, and I started Andrew Luck against them in fantasy. That was not good at all. Uh, that's because my head was all screwed up with the cold. But again, last week, uh, I still won. I'm sure you want a fantasy update. That's why you tune into this goddamn show. Hey, I wonder how Mike's doing in fantasy football. Uh, I'll tell you later. But but again, like I said, ease. We're going to ease into this, folks, because I'm still not completely 100%. Uh, you know, I was on the disabled list. So this is, this is almost like a practice show. We'll call this a, uh, it's like the disabled list where I come out and I have to go down to the minors for a little bit. And I take some practice swings. Uh, cause last week we were, you know, we put, got put on the shelf as you heard. And then I buried myself in blankets and then I slept and slept and slept. And I took all kinds of medicines and I took all kinds of soups and all sorts of stuff that I, I had. Poor man's health insurance is what I had. I had orange juice, chicken soup, medicine, and hope. And sleep. Let's throw sleep in there as well. That's that's it. That's what you. you, That's how you hope, as a poor dude, you're gonna get better. Because in your brain. Because look, we all know the crud is just the fucking crud, man. Just the the flu, the cold, whatever the fuck you want to call it, whatever the the combination of it was, uh, just infests you and it sits there and it's just it's just gonna be there until it decides to bail. You know, you do your best to fight it off. And it's and I I thank you all for writing me. People did write me with ideas and they're like, well, you should do this or you should do that or you know, Vicks VapoRub or you should uh, chug a fucking gallon of moonshine. A lot of people out there. Getting boozed up for their colds, good for you. I think that's a good plan, uh, but I couldn't see go out and buy a an, uh, you know three fingers a jack to go ahead and knock back my cold. It just it just didn't seem to be effective for me. At least I, I, I well I didn't want to spend the fucking money. I didn't want to spend money on anything, quite frankly. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, let, let me ask you people about expiration dates. Do they bother you in any way? <laughs> Hasn't major science and uh, modern medicine come so far forward in their advancements that they've they really code dates and expiration dates on milk and other things are just a kind of a suggestion at this point. Uh, I hope so. I can tell you that. But let me ask you this. First of all, we'll talk about this. I, I spent the week. Uh, I, I was taking expired medicine and I'm still taking it. Uh, n- not this moment, but I, I've been taking it for days and days because uh, I didn't want to go buy any new fucking medicine because I bought medicine last time I was sick, which was when a fucking year ago or two years ago. So in my g- g- I was going to say grocery compartment in my fucking medical cabinet, medicine cabinet. Jesus Christ. See, we're easing into it, folks. I can't talk. I can't think, uh, in my medicine cabinets. I, I had uh, Sudafed like extra strength, fucking drowsy, whatever the fuck Sudafed. I had Dayquil which is yellow or orange. And then I had NyQuil, which is blue. I had orange pills for, you know, DayQuil. I had NyQuil pills. And then I had the Alka-Seltzer extra strength, super flu, cold fighting powder, which you mix in hot water. And it tells you, this is the, and look, dude, it says boil water and mix it up and make it hot. But then it says, you got to drink it within 15 minutes. So that doesn't, that's not helping your throat at all. If you're, is it cauterizing the wound in your throat? Is it killing the wasps with fucking like hot oil? Is it like the wasps are storming the gate in a French castle and you're just dumping hot oil over the wall on top of them? Jesus fucking Christ. Because it just seemed like such a weird antithetical thing where they're like, yeah, go ahead and boil up this water and then uh, drink, chug this in like 10 minutes. Like immediately, it's gotta be gone. And I'm wondering, does medicine not work after 10 minutes? Uh, And if that's the case, does medicine not work after a year and a half from it being on the shelf? Because this stuff has an expiration date of like, I think it was June of 2017. Uh, but I'm, st- I was knocking it back baby. And it seemed to be working at least uh, part of the way. You know what I mean? I would, I would wind up, uh, it, it felt good during the day. Like I would take the orange during the day and the blue at night. Uh, And and also don't think I wasn't comforted by the fact that the bear down Chicago bears colors were used in my medicine. That was exciting. So I went uh, bear down orange pills in the daytime and the blue at night and I would knock those down and get some sleep or be able to breathe. That's the whole fucking thing was trying to breathe because uh, you heard the throat last week, but also the coughing. And there may be some coughing jags during this show uh, if I exert my voice or I push it at all because that's been happening. I, I just, I can't shake the cough. I can't shake. And the throat is, it's not sore, but I have, uh, dude, I I think I have latent bronchitis. I think I've had it since I was a kid and I never fixed it. I might have scar lung or whatever the fuck. Remember when you hear like coal miners, whoever the fuck, get their lungs scarred from working around that kind of shit? Well, as you know, I had, uh, like, I, I know pneumonia fucks you up and you, you actually keep scars on your lungs forever once you've had it. Well, I had walking pneumonia as a kid. You know, I've told the story on here where I, I fucking... Uh, where I threw, (laughs) I played football until I threw up because I didn't want to face the fact that I was sick. I was like, "Wee! I'm a kid, I'm having fun. And I would play football and exert myself and then I would call timeout, go to the sideline and cough so hard and then eventually just throw up all over the place and then check back into the game. And all the kids are just like, this is awful like i don't know why you're doing this um but because i i loved football and i guess i wanted to appear tough i don't know you know that didn't even factor in it. it wasn't even tough i was i was enjoying playing outside when you're a kid you don't want to stop playing outside no matter what shows up for you some black cloud or some fucking thing that lives in your throat or death whatever the fuck uh you want to go out there and play tackle football and then i i was coughing 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 i'd throw up and again i i wasn't weak or hurt, you know, you sprain your ankle because I played through, dude, I look, I was a sandlot fucking superhero. I played through a bunch of fucking injuries. One time I had my, my right thumb bent, no, my left thumb bent back so far that my hand swelled up almost like a fucking baseball. I mean, it was, it was just like the base of my thumb was completely swollen. I don't know if it was dislocated or what the fuck, but uh, it hurt like a motherfucker, but I still would not, pl- I would not, not play. I went out to play sandlot football because we were playing a, a, a team from another block. This is when we were the Gordon street warriors. And we were playing the team from, I believe, McCool, which is one street over. And, uh, and I, I just, I caught like fucking 15 passes, one armed, one armed. I was like, I told the quarterback, and again, granted I'm 11, but I'm like, just throw it into my body, like throw it close. And then I would be there and I just fucking grab it with one arm. And then I'm a fat kid. So I would just rampage everybody and scramble into the end zone. It was fantastic. Um, so you play through it. That's what you do. You play tough, folks. That's my point. And then you're thinking to yourself, well, if you were a play through it type of guy, you would have done a fucking show last week. Well, I tried, motherfuckers. You heard what last week sounded like. I sat down. I opened up the microphone and I tried to show you exactly what the fuck was happening on. And you saw the fucking wasps emerging. I was the candy man last week. That's why the fuck was. I was <laughs> I sat down and I was the fucking candy man with the wasps burying out of my goddamn throat. And now I can't say it again. Holy shit. I've said it twice. I should have thought about that. All right. I've said it twice. Please remind me not to say that the rest of the show, not that it'll come up. It's probably not going to come up. Um, (laughs) <laughs> he said, hopefully, because like, you never know who fucking knows where the bees go. Because the bees, you know what? The bees may want the wasps to come out. They may be ready. They may be going, all right, bring the guy with the hook out. And let's fucking go after him. Because uh, bees and wasps, natural enemies, as you know. And bees, they're living in the cranium. Wasps are living in the esophagus. And they're going to meet in the sinuses and have a goddamn battle. A rowdy dow. Nobody wants a wasp and, bu- and bee rowdy dow. A dang." Uh, perhaps you do. Would, would you, would you want to hear that? Would you just want to hear the weird different kinds of buzzes as they attacked one another and lanced each other with their stingers, bees on their on their butts and wasps on their faces? Wasps don't have stingers on their faces, do they? I, I literally was flying out of my mouth and I thought to myself, you know what, this is wrong, but still say it. Go ahead. Con- commit to it just in case you're right at the end. But right at the end, now, I think only mosquitoes have a sword face, right? Uh, Swordfish and mosquitoes, which are, by the way, also related. I don't know if you know this. Their DNA, if you analyze it, mosquitoes are the swordfish of the sky. Were you aware of this? Swordfish are the mosquitoes of the sea. So uh, if you check that out, and, and also the two of them are the Pinocchios of the animal world. How about that? Let's go ahead and run with that. Why not? uh so yeah so wasps have their 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 ass stingers right they're another one too like everybody's got their stinger on their ass except for mosquitoes and swordfish and uh and geppetto or no Pinocchio and fucking uh who's the other guy Beauregard no fucking Fran uh, Cyrano de Bergerac that guy Beauregard (laughs) the fuck Beauregard Cyrano de Bergerac he's he's the mosquito of ribald uh, pub insulters um (laughs) <laughs> mosquitoes in the to to Bergerac in the skies. I'm going to do this all day. Why not? Let's have fun. Uh, so again, folks, I tried to unleash it for you last week, just so you could hear what I was talking about. Oh, and so, so I, I, I'm i taking expired medicine, and I think it's working, but I don't know if it's affecting me in some other bad way. Like, uh, certainly my throat seems to be better, and I said I'm, I'm no longer a mucus factory. In the mornings, I am. Like, right now, I'm not. But in the morning, holy fuck. I just I'm just like a fucking mucus vending machine out of every goddamn hole that's like knocking back a clam and then coughing up lung butter and just fucking letting it roll and uh and and there's nothing you can do about it you just got because i'm you know, i know your body's trying to defeat infection by expectorate it the fuck out of you, but then when you're spitting up shit that looks like cool marbles you're just like oh man what a drag i mean that's kind of cool looking but at the same time ugh. but i'm glad it's not in my lungs anymore so i guess i'm glad it's in this pile of fucking kleenex um But yeah, I've been a music mucus factory for like fucking two weeks and, uh, and just in the morning, just letting it go. But the medicine is doing its job because then during the day I can breathe and it's not really hassling me except for the coughs in the throat. Um, So I guess the expired medicine is working, although I don't know if there's a long term effect, like short term effect. Yes, it's defeating my cold. But in the long term, I'm going to get lung AIDS or something. I'm going to get rubella. You know what I mean? Some some ancient disease that expired medicine conjures back. Mike, I'm very sorry. Apparently, your cold has been defeated, but now you're stuck with head croup. What's head croup? Well, it's croup that affects mainly just your head. Your lungs aren't affected, but just it's centered right in your goddamn throat, right amidst all of those wasps. They, they're, they're making a nest of croup right by your Adam's apple. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> um, and also, like I said, you guys were were calling me with suggestions. A lot of booze, you know, a lot of, hey, you should have three fingers of bourbon and, and maybe a squirt of lemon, like that kind of stuff. Uh, I think Jamie said that and some other people, um, but but I, I, and I appreciate the advice, but also Here's here's my favorite there were multiple people who were like don't take any medicine uh, my buddy, John in England, he's like, Mike, come on, we're 50 years old. You know what to do. You just fucking take some Tylenol and you tough it out. I'm like, I, ah, what the fuck? This isn't world war one motherfucker. All right. I have, I have expired medicine in the cabinet. I'm going to take it. That's, I mean, what are you, are you? That's like Gwyneth Paltrow shit. You know, don't take any medicine and save all of your mucus and make a phlegm face mask. No, fuck that, man. I'm not fighting it off in this natural way. Give me all the goddamn meds. Like whenever I hear about those women who are given birth in a kiddie pool, like what the fuck are you doing, man? We got medicine now. We got needles and shit. Women are like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up my vagina in a warm bath and I'm going to let this baby shoot out of a fucking slip and slide and slide all the way down here in fucking raging waters. And I'll only follow as he tugs me with his umbilical cord and we'll splash down into the bottom pool, amniotic fluid, blood and, and suds and clowns. And it'll be fucking great. And I'll high five all of the passers by. Fuck that, man. Go to a hospital and have your kid. Fuck a midwife and fuck a, fuck a bathtub birth and, and, you know, here, here drink this hemlock and then eventually your your vagina will expand to the size of a two-car garage and the baby will just walk out with a top hat and sing, hello, my baby, hello, my fucking honey. Get bombed, man. Get a fucking shot right in your stomach, right in your neck, right in both arms and go to sleep. And when you wake up, your kid's graduating high school. That's how I'd have a fucking baby. I wouldn't even think about the fucking, you know, contractions. What the fuck's a contraction? The second I had one contraction, I would let... let... Let them hit me on the head with a fucking cartoon mallet and I would wake up just in time to walk her down the fucking aisle for her wedding. Get the fuck out. Nobody's fucking telling me, well, here's the thing. It's, you know, natural childbirth is the way to go. Yeah, then that's the way to go when fucking wolves ruled the earth. When fucking uh, adults had to go into fucking hedges and caves to have their babies. We have fucking hospitals now. We got hospital rooms and shit. Nobody has to fucking go, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to have this baby in a clawfoot tub. It's going to make him feel better and then I'm going to name him Phineas. Fuck Phineas and fuck his big ass front wheeled tricycle and fuck his handlebar mustache and his goofy ass top hat and his craft beer and his skinny fucking jeans. You ruined that kid. Go have him in a goddamn hospital, name him Ned and let him work in a fucking iron factory or a steel mill. (laughs) You know, I can't decide which the iron factory or the steel mill. I don't know. There's a factory that makes iron, (laughs) uh, the iron factory. I I actually saw them. They were on Coachella iron factory. They were not bad. They were, I got to admit they were pretty, pretty terrific. Uh, Um, Along with phlegm face mask. They were both there. Oh, that was great. They played the goop fest that Gwyneth Paltrow put on in fucking Central Park. Uh, I saw some bullshit about They had to stop selling. She sells vagina eggs. Did you see that shit? I mean, like, what the what? Who the fuck? Jade eggs that you put in your vagina. And supposedly she convinced people Indian princesses did it. And people people do it. Now, look, man, I look, ladies, I, I don't want to argue with you. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have some of you let me into your vagina, so I can't question that. But putting things into your vagina, you, you should be more careful, even though, again, like I said, you've, I've convinced several of you to put me in Well, not maybe not listening, but I mean, other women, period, to put me inside your vaginas. But uh, but jade eggs, I mean, doesn't your vagina seem like it should have you'd have some discretion about the shit you'd fucking throw in there? Nobody don't don't throw some fucking knickknack in your vagina. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> the fuck is like, yeah, you know, my vagina vagina needs uh, it needs some atmosphere. It needs some, it needs some decor. That's what I need to do. Let's throw, how about we throw one of those glade sprays, one of those plug-in sprays. So every time someone goes down on me, it smells like lavender and jasmine. It's like, fuck you, man. Your vagina is fucking sacred. Don't be jamming fucking eggs and nonsense up in there. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I don't understand you ladies. That's right. You ladies <laughs> take it from us men who, who certainly don't put anything inside ourselves. I said, as I tell you every year, they show you those x-rays that they get from the emergency room where I guy put a fucking tuning fork up his cock. You're like, what are you doing, man? Oh, dude, I totally thought it would be it would feel great because, you know, the perineum and the fucking and the vast deference. And oh, man, fuck you. Nobody. wants. I'll, I'll vast your deference. You put a fucking tuning fork in your goddamn cock. I'm going to smash the shit out of it with that same cartoon mallet I knocked your wife out with so she could wake up and fucking send the kid off to fifth grade. Jesus Christ, putting a tuning fork in your cock. All these motherfuckers docking. Oh, who's who, you're rolling foreskins on one another? And just and then what? You stare at one another. Huh? What, what does that do for anybody you fucking you take your foreskin you swallow up the other guy's cock and then you're docked and then you're just and then what you're just like uh, all right well bring us in for a landing chewy i mean i don't know what the fuck you're doing if you're docking you're just you're all fucking you're connected at the cock and is that supposed to be some sort of deep fucking experience where you guys are like yeah all right look at us man it's like two guys one cock it's like uh both of us are hooked up here at the at the right there at the old uh at the old foreskin isn't this uh isn't this something bob i don't know maybe a make out Maybe a make-out while one guy's foreskin is devouring the other guy's foreskin. I don't fucking know how you handle your business. Jesus Christ. Women with eggs in their vaginas. Guys with foreskin over foreskin. Um, which, by the way, that was a college basketball score from earlier tonight. Foreskin over foreskin, 76-64. It was a, it was a low-scoring game, which is weird with a shot clock. You wouldn't think that would happen. And I'll tell you what, if you've got two guys docked, you know they've got a shot clock rolling. Uh, Jesus Christ. All right, so... uh So, so please don't tell me not to take medicine. Everybody's like, dude, don't take any medicine. Now, look, I will accept your advice. If you knew that all I had was expired medicine, then I can understand you thinking to me that. Oh, well, Mike, you shouldn't be the guy who fucking takes expired medicine. That is advice I would understand. But if you thought I was just going to take regular medicine, you're like, nah, Mike, don't take any medicine. Fuck this Jim Jones Kool-Aid bullshit. Don't take any medicine. Do you want me to die? Is that what you're rooting for? I'm a 51 year old man. You know what kind of germs they got floating around these days? Because again if you're a younger man that's a totally different story. You can handle a cold or the flu or whatever the fuck. But now at 50, oh, Jesus fucking god. Nobody wants that to happen. You're going to wind up I'm susceptible to anything. I'm going to I'm going to wind up I'm like the fucking uh, you know at 20, 25, 30 You're healthy. You can handle fucking anything. Like I said, I'm out playing fucking tackle football at 13 and throwing up on the sideline and going back in and running a button hook. That's fine. But now you get older, you get the wrong kind of germ and you're the fucking aliens in War of the Worlds at the end and your fucking grippy, sticky fucking hand falls out of your goddamn Toyota Camry and everybody goes, oh, they never knew about the germs, did they? And then Tom Cruise hugs his son, who all of a sudden is a good guy. You see that movie War of the Fucking Worlds with Tom Cruise. You hate his son. The whole movie, the whole movie, the son hates Tom Cruise. He, like, runs away. He wants to be killed by aliens. He wants to fight aliens. He wants to dedicate himself to the war, whatever the fuck. And then uh, at the end of the movie, they walk a thousand miles from Boston to, like, New York or whatever the fuck. And then uh, he sees his son and he's like, how you doing, buddy? And then they hug because the aliens are dead. It's like, nah, you hated him the whole fucking movie. Don't betray your fucking character. You hated him. You would have rather been parented by those aliens. Right now you should be disappointed those aliens died because they were your only hope from escaping the clutches of Tom Cruise's bad dad. But no, you're going to fucking hug them at the end. What are you going to go have a catch now in a cornfield? You and fucking uh, Ray Kinsella, you're going to go out there while the fucking aliens are dying all around you. If you build it, they will come and they will die because they didn't know the fucking germs were there. That's, that's war of the field of dreams. Worlds war of the field of world's dreams. Uh, all right. I'm going to cough and I apologize. <coughs> I, because that's happening <clears throat> the other night. Dudes, I thought I was better Sunday. Okay. So I go to bed Sunday and, uh, and I I, I I lived my life fine. I had been sleeping like 12 to 15 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours, and really, I mean, getting after it, man, wrapped up in fucking blankets and taking hardcore medicine before I went to sleep. And uh, and then Saturday, I only slept eight hours. I'm like, all right, I can handle this. Saturday, I felt a little better. and I slept eight hours. And then it got to be Sunday, and I wanted to watch the Bears in the morning. But uh, but I, I was all fucked up from sleeping weird hours and shit and taking naps and stuff. So I, I was like, ah, well, you know what? I'll, I'll purposely go to bed late and get up early so I can recalibrate myself for the week ahead. You know, the big the big coming week ahead of when I've got so many things to do. Um, so sure enough, I, I, I go to bed Saturday night at like five thirty Sunday morning, you know, five thirty in the morning. And uh, and the bears are on at, at ten. But in my head, they're playing the fucking Giants and who cares? They're going to massacre the Giants. I can give up an hour of that game and not worry about it. So, uh, so I hit my, you know, I hit set the alarm for 11. So I'm like, all right, well, I can get five and a half hours of sleep and maybe six uh, if I hit snooze a couple of times. And then that's what I did. I got up, and then I watched the Bears lose, <laughs> unbelievably, in a game they fucking came back in. Uh, but then they lost, and they deserve, they deserve to lose. I mean, you just you, you fucking back a quarterback, and they can't turn the ball over fucking six times. Or he, 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 had, he threw two picks, and he fumbled four times. I don't know how many the Giants got. I don't fucking remember. But it was one of those things where when I woke up and I grabbed my phone, and it just said Giants 24-14 in the third quarter. I laughed out loud. I'm, I was just like, ha, ha, ha. And then I think I coughed for about 11 minutes because my fucking throat was still not good. Um, because that's when it hits me is when I go to bed. So I'm up Sunday. And then uh, I was up doing things and, and uh, arranging some. Th- I had to do some stuff here at the house, uh, watch some games. And and uh, and then my my good friends, Pat and Kyle, came over. And we finished my apartment to, to uh, the extent that it can possibly be finished by them. All of their work is done. Uh, my tv is now hooked up all of my my blu-ray and stuff is ready to go I can order netflix whenever I want I haven't yet because again, I, you know me. I don't want to burn days that I can't watch shows Uh, my two my posters are hung up my my photo of my me and the un of evil is hung up in my bedroom I'm, very excited Uh, the hinges are fixed on my my hutch and uh, and there's there's a I had a fucking table stand with a leg that I mean, it was just it was amazing So those guys came over and hung out for like three hours We got a bunch of stuff done at my house and I loved it and then they bailed and uh and I, I felt accomplished. I felt grown up. I felt adult. I still felt sick. And I still was a little fucking woozy. I still felt like I had a fucking head full of seawater. But I'm like, all right, well, this is good. It's a good start to the week. Uh, so I was going to go to bed at 2 because I had to be in the gym at 10. Now my mantra is bed by two up by 10 bed by two up by 10. But if I have to be in the gym at 10, that means I have to start lifting. Well, I have to, I should be in the gym at nine thirty because at nine thirty I got to get there and run before we lift because John is just like, look, you got to get here and warm up before we lift because otherwise you, I'm giving 15 minutes of your session, your hour and 15 minute session is, uh, is going to warming up and that doesn't make any fucking sense. So why are you paying for that? So get here a little early and, and fucking throw in some cardio and then we can just jump right into lifting and, and <sighs> that's the hardest thing in the fucking world. And it's it isn't hard. Look, I know that. I'm a grown-up, you're grown-ups, we're all grown-ups. And and uh it's just that for me, trying to get my head right to go, you know what, I've got to go to the cardio, I've gotta get ready, and I gotta start lifting. Um, I'm having trouble forcing myself to do it. As you know, but because I haven't posted in the Attaboy Fit Brigade for a while. Um, and then being sick, I missed that whole fucking week. Like I didn't get to lift, I didn't get, I didn't do anything, man, except sleep a million goddamn hours. I I I went out once. I went out, I bought fucking soup, I bought orange juice. Again, I had to go buy poor people health insurance So I and then I hung out in here um, so I was excited to hit it back Monday I'm like all right you know because the beginning of December you know me I like arbitrary deadlines so I'm like all right man I'll fucking get up that'll be great on Monday and uh, I went to bed at 2 and uh, I laid there and it was it was 2 and then it was two fifteen, 15 then it was 2 30 and uh, I knew what was up like I took uh, I took some NyQuil before I hit the sack and uh, but it wasn't helping me sleep what it was doing was uh, as I breathed it's it's you know the whole point is being i sleep on my side so as i was sleeping i would breathe and the breath would hit my throat and my throat was still raw and also uh ticklish i guess is the way i would put it because then when i would breathe in i would have a coughing jag i i would just like i'd be laying there and i would i'd be able to fight it off for like a minute or two and then about the you know 10th breath i'd just wind up coughing a ton and then i'd lay back down and try to start over again but it was like this 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 strangely weird, cold breeze on my throat. It just, uh, I had a very sensitive uvula Sunday night. I'm not going to lie to you. My uvula was fucking me up. So at two o'clock it became three o'clock, three o'clock became four o'clock. And I mean, and I'm laying and I'm wide the fuck awake. It's not even like I'm drifting off and kind of getting some good rest. No man. Every, every five minutes coughing jag, I cough my whole body fucking rocks. The bed moves. I'm just like, God damn it. Uh, and then four o'clock becomes four 35 o'clock. And, and look, I, and look, I won't lie to you. Uh, I jerked off twice. I jerked off fucking twice thinking that would help me sleep. I'm like, all right. Uh, even right when I first, when I went to bed at two, uh, and then again at four, I'm like, all right, well, fuck, let's just try this again. Maybe that you just, that'll whack you the fuck out. And, um, but then four o'clock became four 30 and four 30 became five. And then, and I, I was done because I had to, I had Shannon at noon the next day so there was no way I could get five, you know, four and a half hours of sleep and then go to the gym and work out after a week of being dead and then go see Shannon. Cause I also didn't want to fucking ruin the rest of my goddamn day. You know what I mean? Because that's been happening. I. <sighs> I, I, you know, I drive hard on the weekends and then Sunday I try to fucking reconnoiter what I'm going to do and get up early to go to the gym. But then I wind up going to bed at two or three and sometimes four. And then I try to go to the gym on little sleep and then I go see Shannon. and Then I come home and I can't move. I mean, I, it's part of being old. This is even before I was sick. It's this thing where, you know, if you sleep five hours or, or four hours and 45 minutes or four and a half hours, let's keep going down. Uh, if you only sleep that amount of time, I, it used to be fine. I mean, I, I could fight through it. I was all right. I would throw some water in my face. I'd Get up, I'd live my life, but now my body feels like lead. Like I mean, it it just feels fucking heavy. Like so, I came home from Shannon. I got in the house. And, uh, and I had to start driving this week cause I didn't drive last week at all. Cause I was fucking sick, man. I couldn't move. And I, and I didn't want to cough and be that guy. I mean, I've, I've driven with a fucking 102 degree fever before I've told you before. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it last week. I'm like, all right, well, look the next week you'll drive hardcore. You'll make it work. Um, but God damn me, man. I, I, on Monday I got home from Shannon and I, I was like, you go, you, you can't move. I mean, you, you literally, I couldn't breathe because I would start coughing even Monday. I mean, this is how long this is fucking this is a week later. And I, am I, I know people are like, well, this could last over a week and I, I but just be over with, just get done. Just get out of me illness. March out of me, germs! I want germs to get out of me like that fucking baseball, like when Bugs Bunny. Remember when he walked a million times and he did a conga line around the bases? I want these germs to just conga line out of my goddamn body. I got shit to do, man. I know it's December. There's other people to go infect. Go infect other people who got nothing going on with their goddamn lives. Go ahead and jump out of you had me for a week. You took me the fuck out. We spent some quality time together. You know, you want to talk? It was cuffing season. Everybody talks about that when you fucking date somebody because it's cold. Well, these germs are like, hey, we're gonna date Mike for a week or so. Well, now they won't go. And look, I'm a good host. I know you love me. I know I'm, I'm. I'm good in bed with germs, but, uh, but at the same time, man, just go find somebody else, man. Go, go, go get the thrill of walking into somebody else's windpipe. Leave me the fuck alone. But they stayed. So I, I got on Monday. I went, you know what, man, take another day, take one more fucking day to fix yourself. And, uh, and so I got home from Shannon. I came home and I was really, I was wiped the fuck out where I couldn't move. And I went, you know what? I'm going to bed. And I did. On Monday afternoon, I just, I just got fucking naked and climbed under the covers again. And I slept another three and a half fucking hours in the afternoon and I woke up and I felt great. I mean, I, I did feel good. I mean, I still was coughing and whatever the fuck. And I still am now. I'm recording this on Wednesday and, and man, I'm, I'm still, uh, coughing. I, I went and saw, um, Monday, I, a listener friend, uh, Michelle is in town. And so I went to see Michelle on Monday night and, uh, and we were going to go to dinner, but I, and I, I, cause I was, I told her, look, I'm going to drive all afternoon, but then I couldn't drive. I slept. I, I was just out of it. But then I woke up in time to see her and I told her, look, I'm sick and I'm a germ factory and I'll give you the chance to say no here. And she's like, dude, I got kids. Don't worry about it. They're, they're just the petri dishes at this fucking point. So, uh, we went out, had some Indian food. It was fun to see her. And it also felt good to be alive. Like, uh, I had that feeling when I went out to go to the store over the weekend. You know, I, I, cause I'd been just hunkered down in my house, just lying under covers and sniffling and sleeping and, and taking hot showers. And that's fine. But boy, did I want to live. I just wanted to get up and go outside. And when I walked outside, uh, I will tell you this there's, there's a world of difference between walking outside in Chicago when it's like 11 degrees outside and snow and walking outside and it's 65 degrees and it just still smells beautiful i mean it just it just smells like uh you know you can go smell you know christmas trees if you want but also you just it just smells like outdoors you know there's that beautiful fucking the scent of of foliage and, and man it was great i loved it and also just to smell anything because again i'd been all fucking clogged up for a goddamn week and a half or whatever the fuck unless i took medicine and then i laid down and i had coughing jags i'm a goddamn mess Uh, but I was able to drift out on Monday and I went to see Michelle. That was fun. And then, uh, and then I started driving. I went out Tuesday and I drove a ton. I drove a ton today, Wednesday, um, you know, I drove Michelle to the airport today. I, I just, it's just stuff I had to do. I mean, I have to get out because I have to, because especially with a mod coming to town the next couple of days or not, not not next couple of days, next couple of weeks, you know, I had to get behind the wheel again, man. I, I talk about easing into this. I had to ease back into driving. So I drove a little bit Monday after I finished dinner and stuff with, with Michelle, I just put on the thing, uh, fake going toward my house. And, uh, and heading toward home. You know what I mean? So I wound up taking two rides Monday. I took some rides Tuesday. Took some rides today. Made my bonus. I was happy. Um, and and oh, oh, and also I had to take uh it's <laughs> another thing. Uh, I thought I was going to sleep Tuesday. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and reboot my life. Because I was out to dinner, like I said, with Michelle on Monday. So I'm like, I'll, I'll go ahead and reboot my life. This will be fine. Well, remember when I said I, I didn't leave the house last week? I lied. I left the house because my niece, uh, my brother Lenny's daughter, came to town. And he's like, hey, man, can you pick her up at the airport on Wednesday? And uh, I, I said to him, I go, yeah, man, I'm really sick. As long as she doesn't mind it, I'll do it. Uh, and then I did. I picked her up at LAX, but I mean, in the, I was in that medicine fog and just, you know, your eyes hurt and your body aches and you're tearing up, your eyes are tearing up for no fucking reason. Just, just that, you know how it is. Again, I didn't, it's not even a sickness. It's not like the flu. It's not a cold. It's just, it's just general garbage, you know, sinuses and throat and your eyes and body pains and, and even your fucking balls hurt. You're just holding onto them and just moaning. So I had had to pick up my niece and I drove her and, uh, and so I dropped her off and I said, Hey, look, if you need me, please let me know. I mean, I'm sick, but I'll, I'll show up and she, but she's really good at taking care of herself. So then Monday I'm at dinner with Michelle and my phone rings and my phone, you know, when it rings, it's always fucking bullshit, nonsense, telemarketing idiots. So I never answer it, but I looked just in case. And it was my niece. And it's about quarter to 10 on Monday night. And, I, and like I said, I'd slept in the afternoon, but I was still raw, but I was hoping a Tuesday reboot. So I'm going to go home and get, you know, dead by two up by 10 and I'll be fine. And, uh, I took the call I went outside and my niece is like, Hey, did, um, did my dad say anything to you about taking me to the airport tomorrow morning? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> ha, see, I made it happen there. I didn't mean to, um, And I went, no, uh, he really didn't. I I apologize. I go, although you know what? He may have texted me, but I've, I've been so wiped out for the last five, six days. Just, I, I, I might've forgotten. And she said, well, I'm really sorry. I go, no, no, please. You've done nothing wrong. Don't, don't worry about it. What? I go, sure. Of course I'll take you. What time? And she goes, well, if you could be at my house around eight o'clock and I went, oh God. (laughs) Oh, and she's like, is that too early? I go, I don't know. What, what time's your flight? I go, of course, I'll be there whenever you need to be there and I'll get you to the airport, but I mean, it's just i, I I'm moaning because it's ten o'clock now and uh, and I, I really haven't slept and I was gonna what re- it doesn't matter. I go, yeah, whatever you need, I'll get you there. I said, just do me a favor, send me your flight information and then I'll tell you what time I'll be at your house. It'll work out fine. I, and then I can know what I what my schedule is tonight and she's like, "Okay, Uncle Mike, I'm really sorry. I go, "Please, uh, honey, it's not you did nothing wrong at all. I'm sure in my germ induced haze. I've I I heard this from Lenny and I just fucking forgot. I didn't say fuck to her. It would be terrible." So I hang up the phone and I went in and then she texted me and thankfully her flight was at eleven forty-five Tuesday morning. So I, I was like, Oh my God, at least at not eight o'clock. Cause, cause again, look, getting up that early is a chore. Getting to her place is, is bad, but driving to the airport at eight 30 in the motherfucking morning, dude, you, I mean, to LAX, it is, that's easily a three and a half hour round trip. It's just so bad in Los Angeles. Now getting to and from the airport, it's death. I don't ever want to go to the airport. I don't. Um, so I I was very happy to see 11:45 because then I said look I will be at your house at 9:30. Uh and she because she cause she knows her way around an airport. If she was like scared it would be a different story, but she's like okay great. Uh of course then I get there at 9:20. She's like I'll be out in 5 to 10 minutes and then she's out 20 minutes later, it's 9:40 and then traffic is still bad and then stupid me because I'm still fucking screwed up. Um I'm driving and I go go through all of this crawling taillight traffic through Mulholland, New Beverly Glen. I mean, it's just all these canyon roads to try to cut through and get to the 405 rather than dealing with Ventura, which is a mess. Uh, God, this is a long ass anecdote about nothing. But sure enough, I get to the 405 and then I hop on and I get on the 405 North, which is heading toward my house, not toward the goddamn airport. And I get on the on-ramp and it's one of those things where you you ever do that where because again, my brain just automatically goes home. It just does. And also I'm a little fucking soft-headed anyway because of the medicine and all that bullshit. But sure enough, I'm just like I get on the 405 North and I'm starting to drive and I'm on the on-ramp and I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 dude. She's like, what? I go, Anna, I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I just, I just went the wrong way on the freeway. I don't, I don't know why she was well, that's okay, uncle Mike. And I'm like, I I know, I know it is for you, but I'm mad at myself and this is foolish. I don't want you to worry. I will get you there on time. But I just, I literally all that time we just spent in traffic waiting through, uh, I just burned it. I just lost our advantage and now I've got to get off. So I had to go up to Ventura, get off there and turn around. I mean, it was just, it was a. Goddamn mess. But I got her there, with you know, with an hour to spare, and she got in fine. I mean, I, I always think it's going to be a mess at the airport. The mess is getting into the airport. But then she gets through security. I, I said, text me when you're at your gate. Dude, she was at her gate before I left the airport. <laughs> That's how hard it is to fight your way out of the goddamn LAX congested nonsense. Um but she was fine. So I was happy. So that is so I I, and then Tuesday, I, like I said, I had to go driving and I had to do that stuff. And, uh, and then I fucked myself at a bonus thing this Tuesday. They had a thing where like between four and seven, if you did three consecutive rides, you'd get 12 extra dollars. I know it's fucking sound. It's a dude. Do you know how embarrassing it is to be like, ooh, I hope I get 12 extra dollars for every three rides. I mean, it's just because that's three. You should do. You should do. In because in the afternoon, you could wind up getting a ride that goes an hour and then you're boned, man. And then you're just but you're hoping to get a bunch of short rides. So it adds up. Uh, what again? I, I'm trying to ease back into this. Look, we're trying to learn how to talk into a microphone again. I've been coughing and fucking doing nothing for a week and a half. Last week, you heard my look. Just be happy. You can hear this honey voice pouring into your, your goddamn ears right now. Remember last week? I that sounded like somebody threw a bike chain into a goddamn garbage compactor. And now you got this. You got me. It sounded like somebody threw a fork into a garbage disposal, and now you got this. You got this. Uh, this, these maleflos tunes coming in. Uh, malefluous sounds not tunes. I'm not. I'm not all tuned up. But uh, you know, maybe we should have a tuning fork in my throat, and we bang the fuck out of that with a giant cartoon mallet. How about that? Um, easing into it, as we said, we're easing into it, folks. So, uh, so I had to chase this bonus. On Tuesday, you had, basically, you have to drive between 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock in the afternoon. And after three consecutive rides without turning the app off, you have to accept the rides and you can't turn the app off, uh, you get an extra 12 bucks spiff. What you're hoping to do is get six or nine rides in a row because then you can get, you know, 24 or $36 on top of the fares that you just collected. Uh, So I was rolling, man. I I had like eight rides and I'm looking to get my ninth. And I go and I wind up this woman. I had done it all in the valley and then I wound up down in Hollywood and I got pinged and I was like, this is going to be my ninth ride. This is going to be 36 bucks. And it said first consecutive trip. And uh, all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, that's right. You can't be in the valley when you're trying to chase this bonus. It's a Hollywood Santa Monica downtown bonus only. So I drove all day uh, yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, not all day, but I mean that afternoon window from four to seven, and I made a bunch of rides in the valley, and I did not get any extra bonuses or extra spiffs, and I was furious at myself. But again, I got a mush head from fucking expired medicine, which, as I mentioned, does its job. It certainly did its job on my throat. Wait a minute. Listen, can you hear? My new fridge plays bongos. I don't know what it is, but it's like some sort of dripping or something inside of it. But it's like, it sounds like the opening of clutch cargo. That that noise. <laughs> that, uh, that is not Bob and Doug. That is not Strange Brew. That is not the Great White North. Uh, they're <laughs> that's them. But that's clutch cargo. Uh, uh, all right. So what was I talking about mush head? Again, we're easing into this folks. We're just trying to get back on the horse here. We're just trying to get back onto of the, onto the ATT, uh, the audio technica, 2020 microphone horse. We're going to saddle up and ride on a steel horse. I ride that's my microphone. Uh, cause I'm wanted podcasting dead or alive. Um, what was I just telling you? Oh, I was talking about expired medicine. My, my medicine's all, you know, like I said, it's doing the job inside me certainly for, uh, You know, the the, the sinus and the coughing and the whatever. But what I'm worried about is like, is there some long range thing that I'm not knowing about where uh, it's just going to fucking destroy me? Did I already talk about this? I think I might have. It sounds like something I've I've, did. I tread on this ground already. See, again, we're easing into it, folks. We're we're learning. We're learning about. Yeah, I said long AIDS and rubella, didn't I? Holy shit! This is when. See, this is the danger of talking at the speed of your head when your when your fucking head has a boot on it. It's got a Denver boot because you've just got too many tickets from fucking germs telling you, nah, you got to slow down there, pal. <laughs> Fuck all that. Quit your talking here, buddy. Uh, all right. <clears throat> you know what? I should. I, I'm going to cough some and throw in a break here. Enjoy it. Children the world over have fallen in love with the island of misfit toys. Why, here come some moppets now! Sir, do you have the Fisher Price Laugh and Learn Never Forget 9 11 playset? Yes. Chalk? Okay. Sir, do you have the Pink Floyd Bubble Umma Gumma trading cards? Maybe. Rope? Yeah. I really want the Walker Texas Ranger Lil Minuteman Border Patrol kit. Well. Fangs! Okay. I want like a tampon from Sarah Silverman. Sure you do, Yeah. That- Cake? Um, the super angry guy Jean, happy good time, yelling houropoly. I'm sure we've got all of those things and more at the Island of Misfit Toys, a subsidiary of Mike Schmidt Okay, nose is blown, coughs are coughed. I think I'm okay. My head is empty. My skull is empty right now. That's probably not the best thing to say. Um, but I think I'm all right now to continue, certainly to ease back into this podcasting thing that we all know and love every week that I bring you a show. And I think it may have been a mistake uh, regarding this show because I was on Twitter and i some woman she wrote uh what did she write uh hey uh please podcasts hosts i'm i'm putting together a database of all podcasts whether they're smaller or larger so please go ahead and contact me with your name and your podcast and i'll put you in the database and i i wrote her a thing on twitter i'm like hi i'm mike schmidt and i host the 40 year old boy podcast and i gave her a link to the show at art 19 and then uh, i sent it and then i went why did you do that why the i don't I mean, I guess I'm supposed to trust people I've never met before. I don't. It's not a data mining operation. Just get, I mean, and everybody knows I have this show. Everybody knows that page exists at Art Nineteen. Everybody knows that I'm what my name is and the sh- name of the show. I didn't give her any like behind the scenes information. But who knows? She could be some kind of master fucking hacker who's trying to pull all the podcasts off the air. She's going to make us go dark. She's going to go ahead and take all of our links and destroy them in some fucking way. Um, because I don't know this woman. I don't know anything about her. She had I, I checked. She had more Twitter followers than me. So that's at, at this point, honestly, that's all it takes for me to trust you. You are now trustworthy. You're somebody that I should know and follow and understand. Uh, obviously, you're more popular than me and people know who you are. So here you go. Here's some information you asked for that I, I should not share. Even though it is public information, I'm sure I'm not really in trouble. But at the same time, uh, I, she didn't say where this database is going to be listed. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get a notice a blue ribbon of some sort. Am I going to be listed in a book somewhere? What if she did? What if she, you know She could just be another person who monetizes bullshit. And she puts out just some giant, remember the phone book, Remember that when you get a phone book delivered to your house, the yellow pages and it would have all this shit. What if she just made a yellow pages of podcasts? Cause I bet you could at this point, I bet right now you could find every goddamn podcast in the fucking world and just fill up a yellow pages worthy. I just like a, and I'm not I'm not talking like a, just like a rural yellow pages. I'm talking an urban, like a Boston, the size of Boston. I don't want to go Los Angeles or New York just yet, but I'll bet you could get the Boston yellow pages, whatever the Boston phone book was. And right now make a podcast, uh, uh compendium journal listing, I don't know what you want to call it, but if you made a yellow podcast pages, it would be the size of the Boston directory. It would be just gigantic. And then you're flipping through there going, hey, what show should I listen to? Here's this show about rocks. <laughs> hey, look, here's another show about a, a killer who's in jail that we should check out his case. Why? Who the fuck cares? Here's another story about a family in Atlanta that nobody trusts. Oh, good. Remember when podcasts were just this? Me yelling into a fucking microphone? Now everybody's got a script. And also, there's all these other fuck. Fi- Dude, look, let me ask you something. But one of these is true. And one of these, I don't even know if it's totally true. Conan O'Brien is a podcast. That's true. Uh, look, I love Conan O'Brien. I think he's one of the funniest guys in the world. And that's I'm being completely serious. I think he's super quick. I think he's really funny. His appearances on Never Not Funny were always funny. Uh, and, and they were never they were never not not funny. And uh no, no, they were never not, not, not funny. Jesus Christ, I, I screwed that up. I had to pause again. I get a mush head. Uh, but he's a fucking genius. I mean, you see him on his show. He's so quick. He's funny. He's sharp. He's great. He's a great writer. Write the Simpsons. Fuck. But uh, um, could you could you just leave this to us? You got it. You got a television show, man. What are you, what are you doing a podcast for? are there people who are just like, who don't have TVs, who don't know who Conan O'Brien is, and they're hoping to discover him through this new fledgling medium called podcasting? And I don't even know, like... Part of me was wondering, did he monetize it? I have no idea if he monetized the damn thing. I don't know if. I think he's on Earwolf, so he's part of their network. That's a good get, huh? I mean, the people from Earwolf are just like, hey, what if we got Conan O'Brien to do a podcast? What's next? Fallon? Is Fallon going to do some podcast in character where he's fucking Neil Young and he's singing parody songs and the fucking roots are laughing in the background? I, I don't. Uh, Look, I don't begrudge anybody stretching their creative wings, but you have a motherfucking network television show. You have a cable television show. How much more creative wing spreading do you need to do? You know, did Conan O'Brien think to himself, "You know what? You know what the key is to me—really unlocking my appeal to people—if they can hear my voice without seeing my fucking face. God damn! You know what I haven't conquered? Radio. I need—I need to do everything I can to fucking wrestle this dying medium to the ground by the horns and make sure people notice me. God damn it! I'm only Conan O'Brien. I've only been on television for thirty-five fucking years." Uh, and now we look, we know we're having fun because again, I love Conan. I think he's hilarious. And, uh, and I don't know who among you out there knows him and is going to play this for him and go, Hey, listen to this guy. hate you. Cause that's a big thing now. Like on Twitter, like you can't, you can't criticize anybody on Twitter because people snitch you out. Like if you, you make a joke about somebody, somebody then will at the person in the, in their replies and go, Oh, what do you think of this man? Hey man, I'm making a fucking joke. All right. Don't, don't, don't snitch me out. Again, like, it's like if you played this for Paltrow, you're like, hey, vagina egg, this fucking guy was totally railing on you. And she'd be like, oh, man, I'm so upset. And then she'd send up the goop army and they'd fuck me up. That'd be terrible, man. I don't want to be staked out on some fucking beach where Lilliputian goop fucking followers jam an egg up my ass. I can't have that happen. But Conan O'Brien with a podcast and it's, it's called like Conan O'Brien is my friend or has friends. I I mean and again I good for you. I I it's about time you you got some recognition. I'm glad you're working, Conan. And he's doing the live tour which is great. I again, I don't begrudge that. People want to see him. He's a talent. He's brilliant. But uh but but podcasting, honestly? I and then I heard this and I can't this is the one I don't know if it's true because you don't know what's real and what isn't real half the fucking time. But somebody said uh <laughs> I heard that Will Ferrell is doing a podcast as Ron Burgundy. Is that real? Like a, like an actual, I don't know if it's going to be weekly or monthly or whoever the fuck it's for. I'm sure all things comedy scooped him up because, you know, Earwolf went and got Conan O'Brien. Well, they had to go get Will Ferrell. Hey, there was a picture of Will Ferrell did Conan O'Brien's podcast, speaking of the two of them. And there was a photo on Instagram of them in the studio. Will Ferrell, there's something wrong with his head. Like, uh... His head is weirdly egg shaped from the side, and it looked like he almost looked like a reverse monk. Like he had Will Ferrell hair, but then there was a tuft of bald on the top instead of like a tuft of hair on top of a. Like, you ever see the friar? Like a friar in the old days for the San Diego Padres, like they'd have the tuft of hair on top and like fucking bald all the way around? Well, Ferrell's got hair all the way around, but he's got the tuft of bald on top, and it's a weird bald. Like, it looks like he's got a tumor on top of his fucking head. I, sh- I should find that photo and dig it up. But I actually said it to a buddy, man. I go, hey, there's something wrong with Ferrell's head here, right? I mean, he, he looks fucking bananas. Like it was a giant. I sent it to him and he's just like yeah he does he looks fucking strange um, but then I thought to myself well maybe that's where he maybe that's where he keeps his extra talent the, 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 maybe he keeps that's where he keeps his extra drive and, and will to succeed that I don't have because I have a normal shaped head See so if I had a an awkward skull I could keep all of my nest egg and my extra money and all of the fucking talent that I need up there in that little bulb on top of my, my skull like a pinhead like zippy he looked kind of like zippy almost like a zippy the pinhead thing you know, I had to tell you it was Zippy the Pinhead just in case you were like, who's Zippy? Is that a chimp? Well, certainly Zippy's also a chimp, but Will didn't look like a chimp. He looked like a pinhead. Uh, you know what? He looked like a chimpy pinhead. He looked like a pinny chimphead. <laughs> he looked like a chimp pinhead. Uh, oh, that'd be terrible. You think I, chimps got to have birth defects, right? Do they Because we have like autism and all this bullshit. Now, are there autistic apes? Like there are the apes who like you give them a banana and they're scared to death of the color yellow and they go fucking hide. There have to be like fucking because we get birth defects. I guess those things got birth defects, too. Right. Uh, Because they're they're us. They used to be us. We used to be them. So you got to figure if like an ape has a baby. And then they're just like, oh, this poor waterhead ape. You know, because he keeps walking into walls and he won't say, ooh, 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 whatever the fuck he's saying. Ah, ah, ah. Instead, they're like, no, dude, monkeys say ooh, ooh, ooh. And he's like, what? Duh. And they're like, oh, my God, he said what? He's crazy. They try to give him a banana and he wants to eat a carrot. You know, like a fucking waterhead monkey. Nobody wants that. Um... But they gotta have this. It has to happen occasionally, right? Because now, do you think there's any like monkeys with a nut allergy? Are we the only ones? That's another fucking thing that I I, came out of nowhere. Nut allergies, and again, I know comics have worn this fucking out to death. But I thought about it the other day again. I was because I was. They showed kids working in a coal mine or something. And I'm like, these fucking kids are eating a coal mine. And and I and, and I thought to myself, Jesus, I hope nobody gave them a planters a snack pack for their lunch because Jesus Christ, they go ahead and chew on a couple of legumes and they're going to fucking not make it back for second shift. Uh, but that was in the old days, man. There weren't nut allergies. Those kids were eating fucking the coal that they chipped out. Like literally anything, they would chip out a bunch of coal and they go, hey, let's bite some anthracite and get ready for the fucking night shift, man. That's how it works. Uh, cause they were just inhaling coal dust and ready to die. That's who these fucking kids were. But now you show a kid a picture of fucking Jif peanut butter and he faints. You know, they already planes can't have cashews or I mean, I'd like on Southwest. Now you only get fucking pretzels and I don't give a fuck. It's not like I'm sitting there going, oh, please give me peanuts. I don't give a shit. If if a kid can't eat nuts, because there are people also get like weirdly fucking mad about it. They're like, oh, yeah, you fucking ruin it for the rest of us. Don't get any peanuts. Dude, it's fucking nine peanuts. All right. If you can't handle four sky hours without fucking peanuts, then don't fucking travel by plane. Jump on a train where you get all the goddamn peanuts you want. You know what? Well, hop in a peanut wagon. Let it drag you from town to fucking town. But go be Mr. Fucking Planner. Get a fucking monocle and a top hat and just bite yourself. Just that. Go ahead and eat chunks of yourself because if you can't fucking handle traveling four hours without having some fucking peanuts, like that's going to affect you in some weird way. And people get mad because their kids are like, oh man, I got to be careful about the treats I bring with the brownies and the fucking bake sales and I got to watch the nuts and stuff like that. Well, so, you know, you know what ruins brownies? Fucking nuts. This is good. I think kids have faked nut allergies because they don't want to have fucking walnuts and brownies ever again. You ever do that? You ever bite into a brownie and there's a fucking like a walnut in it or or a hazelnut? What the fuck are you thinking, man? I want chewy. I want fudge. I want smooth. That's it. I want dark, rich chocolate and I want something on my face that I can't get off my lip. I don't want to bite into something that cracks my tooth. Don't give me some fucking healthy nonsense. Fucking walnuts in my goddamn brownies. I don't understand you people. You're making fucking brownies with walnuts. It's like there's a there's a joint here called milk bar. All right. And uh, Christina Tosi is, is the, she was the chef at, at Momofuku. And then she branched out and she opened Milk Bar. She opened one in Los Angeles. There was one, there was a line around the fucking block when it opened. I was like, all right, well, I got to try Milk Bar now because I'm fat. So, uh, I thought about going there for Thanksgiving and I was going to get a pie. I wanted to go get a crack pie because they serve this thing called crack pie. Everybody's like, oh my God, fucking Momofuku. They, they, they invented the crack pie there. They've taken it to Milk Bar. Christina Tassi's crack pie. It's unbelievable. You got to get it. So I'm like, well, I'll try crack pie. So then in my head, I was like, you know, I do that thing where I, I go, well, I'll indulge myself on Thanksgiving. I'll get, you know, I like, I like the pie dome, Schmidt's pie dome. I get the fucking cool up and throw that all over it. And I'm like, I wonder if that'll work with the crack pie. Who the fuck knows? But I'm willing to give it a day in court. But I want to try the crack pie because it's new here and everybody talks about it and let's give it a shot so uh they close at two in the morning on the weekends but like midnight the rest of the time so i'm like all right well i'll grab a fucking you know crack pie on wednesday and uh, i drove wednesday as you know the day before thanksgiving and then it was like quarter to eight and i was in the valley and it said the milk bar closes at eight and I, i was never gonna fucking make it i'm like god damn it is it open tomorrow thanksgiving no of course it's not so that's okay As you know, I think I told you last week about my pie adventures, trying to shop in Gelson's, but I wound up getting a pie, a pumpkin pie, which I wanted, but, uh, but I didn't get to try the crack pie. So now I was out driving hardcore, uh, the, the weekend of Thanksgiving, not last week, because again, like I told you, I was just fucking down for the count, but I was driving hardcore Thanksgiving weekend. And, uh, and I just happened to be driving. I drove by at one o'clock in the morning on Melrose and I saw a fucking milk bar with the lights on. I'm like, you know what, man? Nobody's pinged me for a ride. I'm going to take 15 minutes, get out, stretch my legs, hit the head, get ready for the fucking 2 a.m. Drunk Rush, and I'm going to try some goddamn crack pie. But they also have specialties of the house that are not crack pie. So I walked in and I said to the lady, I go, what should I try here? And she's like, oh, we have the compost cookie, which is amazing. And of course, we have crack pie and all these different things. So I said, all right, I'm going to take a look. So I look at the compost cookie. You know what the compost cookie is? Exactly what it sounds like. It's like they swept the floor and dumped it in the cookie batter. It's fucking pretzels and potato chips and fucking M&Ms and all. Dude, I just give me a cookie. Make me a chocolate chip cookie. Make me the best fucking chocolate chip cookie ever made me. I, I don't want to eat a, a fucking literally what's the debris from a tornado that got thrown into a mixer. That just seems fucking awful. Honestly, it just it's like you swept the killing floor and then you dumped it in with a cookie batter and you said, here you go. Chomp on this crunchy motherfucker that's going to ruin your day. Ah, fucking pretzels. And, and also, because, again, it's not like a whole pretzel and it's not like a whole potato chip. It's that bottom of the bag. Just fucking detritus. Uh, you know, Rich Hall, you remember Sniglitz He called it chip gut. That was what was lying at the bottom. Or no, it might have been Dennis Miller who called it chip gut. Yeah, it was. Dennis Miller who talked about the fucking buying in the vending machine and it won't fall and then it falls down and takes a plummet in and all that chip gut at the bottom of the bin. How did I miss that from Miller to Rich Hall? But uh, but yeah, but it's like the bottom of the bag, crunchy crumbs. Because you know, like, they can't just put a fucking potato chip in a cookie. It has to get all fucking smashed up. So then you're just getting like the essence of chip. Half the fun of eating a chip, half the excitement of eating a chip, because <laughs> I'm fat, is eating a whole fucking chip. A big fucking like dinner plate looking for potato chip. You don't want to just eat chip crumbs. That's fucking disgusting. Um, You might as well then just crunch them all up and put them in a box and call them like fucking potato chip cereal. That's gross. But sure enough, they make the compost cookie and then they pour it all. Everything's in there. I'm like, I can't eat that fucking thing. So I go over to the crack pies and they've got them on display. They got full, you know, and here's the thing. They had a, they had full crack pies in my head. I was like, maybe I'll take a whole crack pie, but, uh, cause I couldn't eat it that night I'm driving. But then luckily they had slices of crack pie. I'm like, Oh good. I'll totally, I'll get a, I, I can get a slice of crack pie, but let me see if I want to get another, uh, like a full crack pie. Well, I thought about it. Uh, and then I walked over and then I looked at the price tag and I saw that the crack pie, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you are not sitting down, please find a place to sit, to lean to do something to take the weight off of your feet and ankles, because I guarantee you this is gonna make you swoon and you might hit the floor, and if it's a hard surface, you might crack your skull. Ladies and gentlemen, the crack pie at the milk bar, Christina Tossi's crack pie that I've heard so much about. $46. For a pie. A fucking pie. Forty-six bucks if you sell me a pie for 46 bucks, it better have a hole in the center so I can fuck it. You have got to be kidding me. A $46 fucking pie. And it's called crack pies. So and then of course you, the, the joke should be, gee, I wonder if, is there actual crack in this pie? Like, could that possibly be the case? Uh, but instead it's, it's just, it's a pie and it's, and I looked at it and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it looks, it's a, it's like a buttermilk brown sugar conglomeration, whatever the fuck. So I buy the slice of crack pie, and then I look at the cookies, and I don't want the compost cookies again. It's just, that's far too many ingredients in a cookie for me. I just want a cookie. Make me the best peanut butter cookie you could ever make. Because that's the thing, is they get all fucked up. They're like, ah, everybody makes peanut butter cookies. What if we put a watermelon in one? What the fuck? Nobody wants, nobody wants fucking persimmon seeds in my goddamn peanut butter cookie, all right? I just want a peanut butter cookie, can't you? Because here's the thing. Look, if you own the milk bar, I get it. You're highfalutin. You're coming off Momofu. You're a fucking badass and everybody loves you, and you're a great cook and a great chef and you've got great recipes. Fantastic. So go ahead, make your compost cookie, make your fucking peanut butter persimmon bullshit. Make your crack pie. But also make a peanut butter. Make it make a make an old-fashioned snickerdoodle, which I won't eat, but other people may. Make make the best chocolate chip cookie you possibly can. No, nobody needs you to shove a Pop-Tart into another Pop Tart. Just make a fucking dessert. Give me a cookie for fuck's sake. But so I, I get this piece of crack pie and I get the fucking, uh, uh, what the, uh, I, oh, the cookies. I, I, I said, all right, you know what? They had a blueberry cream cookie because she's like, you should get our compost cookie. And I go, eh, eh, eh. Uh, it seems gritty. And I don't, I don't want to buy a gritty cookie. So I said, just give me a blueberry cream pie and, and then a uh, blueberry cream cookie. And she says, do you want it heated up? And again, you know me. I just go, do I? And she goes, you do. I said, all right, heat it up. I mean, I don't, it's fuck you and your fancy nonsense. It's a, a cookie. Uh, I know, but chewy cookies out of the oven are good. I get all that. And I mean, they weren't, they were pleasant and lovely and, and all of their food looked really good. And then I get this cookie and I get outside and I'm like, all right, I get in the car and I eat the blueberry cream cookie first because it's warm. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to have them warm it up. And then like an asshole, just let it go fucking cold and eat it two hours later. Bullshit. I got to get the full effect of the blueberry cream cookie from fucking Christina Tosi's milk bar. So, uh, so I bite it and, uh, it's. It's blueberry and it's creamy and uh, it's, it's good. It's cookie. I mean, I mean, it was good. It w- it wasn't anything that I'm going to jerk off over, but I mean, it's, it's good. It made it, 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 you know what? It accomplished what it set out to do. It had blueberries and cream. It was a cookie. It was warm. It was good. I will say it was good. I'm not, I'm not going to d- disparage this cookie. Uh, I'm also not going to go out of my way to purchase it again. Uh, you know, when I go back to buy a $50 fucking pie. So I drive and I pick some people up and I get some drunks and whatever and I still got that slice of crack pie, you know, just lurking. I just i I've threw up my cooler. I'm like I can't eat it yet because because the cookie was enough. That's another thing too is these things are rich as fuck, you know, just crazy sugar and richness and holy macaroni. I mean they don't fuck around. It is it is just a goddamn diabetes festival and then it's just you, your blood sugar goes through the roof like you ever seen the fucking cartoons when they set the thermometer and it's like eep, and fucking it the liquid shoots the top off that's your diabetes beater's meter it's your diabetes meter <laughs> that's what happens when you eat one of the blueberry cream cookies you get your diabetes meter rolling up eep. Uh, So I got crack pie sitting there in the cooler. I do some driving and then I drive about an hour and a half and I get some people and it starts to slow down a little bit around three in the morning and then I go, hey, wait a minute, I got that piece of crack pie just lurking. Uh, And so I reach in and it's in a container, not unlike a McDonald's uh, apple pie, you know, that little construction box that you open up. It's got a couple of flaps and it slides right out into your hand. So I open it up and I and I am still driving, you know, but nobody's in the car because that would be just monstrous to pull out a fucking eight dollar slice of pie and eat it in their face. Uh, so instead I crack it open while there's nobody in the car and I slide it out and it's got a crust. It's got this uh, it's again, it's it's crack pie. It's I I think essentially it's a buttermilk chess pie, but with a brown sugar overlay. I, I don't I don't know, folks. It, it's how would I describe it? I so I bite it and I, I chew it and uh and then I took a second bite and uh and honestly, after the second bite, I was done. Th- that was it for me. Again, you want to talk about rich? It was just—it's like a creme brulee, but cold, and uh, and it, and it's in a crust. And I mean, I guess. This is a thing for people, but boy, look—if I'm telling you something's too sweet, if I'm saying something's too sugary for me, you—you—you you, you gotta holster that fucking gold sugar, man. You gotta do something about putting that fucking C and H pure cane sugar. That's the one up on a shelf. Maybe one less scoop. How about maybe five less scoops? Because I tell you what, my teeth were buzzing after the second goddamn bite, and also it didn't—like it didn't taste great it was good you know what it, t- it just tasted like because it's and look because I am as you know as we all know I am all mouth I am a super taster uh you know I'll, I'll go down on you and tell you what you had for fucking lunch that day I mean I, that's how it fucking works with me so I mean my my fucking tongue is working overtime so I bite this thing a couple of times and I guess it's got brown sugar and it's got eggs and it's got like some sort of custard in it or whatever the fuck and and I just uh and buttermilk there's a buttermilk thing happening dude you know what it it literally just tasted sweet It just tasted like a sugar pie to me, which, uh, which is a great name for a stripper and a cool name to call your girlfriend, but absolutely not something you want to spend 46 fucking dollars on and bring home sugar pie because it did. I took two bites and then i like part of me then is like well maybe do i scrape off this filling and just eat the crust because the crust was okay i mean it was pie crust dude yeah fucking pie crust is good as hell i mean serious i i would i don't give a fuck what you put on pie crust i'm gonna you cover it in ketchup i'm gonna fucking choke the thing down um i like pie crust uh so sue me what how defiant was that i like pie crust fuckers uh so uh hold on (coughs) god damn it the fuckers brought out the cough um but it wasn't for me. But then in my head I went, dude. Uh, I got news for you. This is an eight dollar piece of fucking pie. So you're you're not doing. Any, you're not scraping the top off. You're not. You might if you can give it to a hobo. Maybe. But you have already taken a couple of bites out of the motherfucker. You're choking this fucking thing down. Cause uh, cause uh, you know if I, I don't pay eight dollars for anything without shitting it out later, I'll tell you that. That's don't don't fucking sell me an eight dollar hunk of food and not expect me to send it all the way for the ride. You know what? I'm gonna put. It's gonna go in my mouth and it's gonna go all the way down through the throat, the gut, the fucking anal fucking moves and just boom out. Um, I could not remember the word colon. That's why I said anal fucking moves. How terrible is that? Uh, so yeah, so I, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I, so I would not advise you to have crack pie, I guess is my point. That's what I'm telling you, right? Stay away from the crack pie. Uh, we're easing back into podcasting, folks. As you know, since we're talking about pies and shit like that, I mean, not that this show ever talks about anything important, but quite frankly, the fact that I'm telling you about uh, $46 pies and and wasps and bees in my skull, probably. And right now, I just fought off a yawn. There, did you hear that? Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm, fading. I'm fading. We've eased in. You know what? We sh- should we call it? A, should we call it now? I think we should call this. Where are we at? Look, uh, holy shit, we just hit an hour. I literally just look. We just hit an hour. um Yeah, maybe. Throw it, throw it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, because this this is we're easing back in again, easing back into podcasting here, folks. So we'll call it we'll call this a night. Let's do that. I think we did good, right? This is the first week back. My, my throat seems fine. My, my head seems to be working OK. Um, it's just that right now I've already stopped once to cough and now I'm coughing on the air and now my throat's starting to fuck up again and I'm starting to feel like I'm, fill, I'm uh, the mucus factory is, is back in production. So I'm starting to think that my voice is getting a little fucked up and, I, and that could just be I'm hearing myself talk more than I thought I should or would. Um, could I take, should I take a break for like two hours and come back and record? Nah, fine. we've done enough. There's, some, there's plenty of comedy here for everybody, right? Shouldn't, isn't there more than enough comedy? Look, this is, this is the $46 pie of one hour podcasts. I don't think anybody can argue that motherfucking point right now. If you thought to yourself, Hey, if I was going to pay $46 for a fucking podcast, uh, uh this is it. Uh, this is clearly it. And I, I, a special message to the woman is out there making the database and the documenting. This is the show you lead off with. I think clearly this is a very good example of what a man who was half dead a week ago with a throat full of goddamn razor blades, what he can bring to the table when he's really feeling sort of poorly, but he's at least going up to the microphone and giving it a goddamn chance. I gave it the old college try folks. I'm glad you came along with it. We've eased back into podcasting now. And I think, uh, I think next week we hit the ground running. That's what we do, right? That's what we do. We just all get together. You guys get on my shoulders and I just fucking rampage. And we start talking more about uh, stuff that I wanted to tell you about last week that I've now just didn't get to tell you about this week, but now my fucking head is starting to get all funky. And so I should go ahead and throttle down and put the brakes on this motherfucker. Cause uh, you know, right now we're just careening downhill and then the horses are fucking rolling. I got the whips in my hand and I'm trying to get them to stop, but it's not happening. They're frothing at the mouth and, uh, and I'm just trying to pull them over because right now this carriage is out of control. So, uh, so right now let, let's, uh, Let's ease, you know, this is, again, we we eased in this week. Next week, we jump back into hardcore podcasting. Deal? Deal. You guys can get me at com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> uh, see, this is, <clears throat> that's what I want to do. I want to spare you fucking guys this. Uh, you guys can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm also at Instagram and Snapchat. You ever know about that? I think you should. Instagram and Snapchat are amazing. You should follow me there. I, they're not really amazing. One of them is Instagram is cool. Cause it's a lot of pictures. I put up a picture of a pie dome last week. um, but you can go follow me there. I'm Mike40YOB, Mike40YOB at uh, Instagram and Snapchat. So please find me on there and send me a note and I'll say hi back to you. Perhaps I'll even send an image or a face or, a, or just a still life with a pen or something like that, or a stapler remover, which I can see right now on my desk needs to be photographed. Um, but find me at all of those places. Like I said, you can get me at the email, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and the website all over the place. Please find me at all of those places please remember that ryan dirks does all of the web stuff for this uh, show he's the coolest guy in the business you can find him and be his friend at facebook.com slash ryan dirks he's great i think he's great you think he's great we all think he's great go ahead and find him and be his friend please giovanni giorgio peluso is a good friend of this show and a good friend of mine in real life he is uh very busy helping us out all the time on the tech end with the things that we need to get done for this show he uh, he built our YouTube channel, which I'll tell you a little bit more about on the other side. Uh, there, there's going to be a YouTube. There's going to be a live stream to tomorrow night. That's Thursday, uh, and I'll talk more about that on the other side. But you know, the six o'clock p.m. whatever the fuck, I'll tell you about it on the other side. But Geo has built our our live. Our, I'm sorry, our 40 year old boy YouTube page, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, he's got his own podcast. You can check him out on the Geo Get It On podcast. And he's also got his own YouTube channel called The Love Between the Two Hosts. You can subscribe to that if you want. And he's uh, he's very busy doing the love line stuff for Adam Carolla. Uh, he's very, I mean, it's just like, because that is a never-ending job. There is so much audio for him to capture and buff up, and then re-release for people. And uh, and anybody who's a Love Line fan owes him a debt of gratitude because of the hard work that he does for them. He does hard work for us, and he's right now having uh, he's having a tough week right now. He's uh, he he lost one of his dogs, um, his dog Mac. Uh, and you know, if you have a patch, how difficult that is and it's, it's geo and his two dogs. So now he's, he's lost one. So send him a note, man, send him a note on Facebook, telling him, uh, you know, you're you're sorry to hear it and wishing him the best and telling him to hang in there and stay strong because he's a great friend of the show. And I want to make sure that you guys, uh, do what you can to uh, cheer him up. That would be great. Um, and please remember that our friend David Hernandez does all of the music and the artwork for this show. He is uh, our resident genius. The guy who takes care of the heavy lifting and all the cool ass business that you hear musically and uh, visually. Um, You can find him, first of all, at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Find him on there and be his friend. Also, he's got a website that displays the artwork, the art talent that I just referred to. It's artbydmh.com. You can find him on there. And look, Christmas season is upon us. We are now, it's, I think it's December. What is it? December 4th? I think it is. Something like that. Uh, but right now, on December 4th, or is it the 5th? I think Wednesday's the 5th. Well, Saturday was the 1st. I'm not going to do the fucking math. Yes, I am. Uh, so today's the 5th. All right. So he is a guy who is doing, you know, he, he will do... Uh, custom artwork for you for Christmas. And I mean, I'm talking amazing artwork. Look, you can have him paint an ornament. You can have him paint a watercolor painting. You can have him paint an oil painting. You can have him do something that you would like art-wise because he's very talented. All you need to do is contact him, though, through facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez because, again, the turnaround time on a lot of these things, he's been very, very busy this holiday season. So he will be able to quote you a price and he'll be able to tell you exactly what his holiday turnaround time is for you because some of these art projects, they take longer than others and some of them take longer to dry than others. And others and the shipping and all that kind of stuff so please if you'd like to get it you need to kind of get underway and hustle a little bit here and find our friend david at facebook.com david Hernandez. first go to artbydmh.com and take a look at all the artwork that he's done in the past i mean he's done valscapes and guy Cons. you'll see display work of caricature work that he's done all the artwork he's done for this show i mean he's just done paintings and and uh and everything you could possibly imagine like i said oil paintings he works in watercolor and, and he just does fantastic work. I'm always fascinated by anybody who can do things that I can't do and David can do a ton of things that I can't do, including your holiday artwork. So please go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and find out what the turnaround time is on your special projects. But if you want to go ahead and check out his work, which you should, and so then you know I have a better idea of what he can and can't do for you and what you could order, you can go to artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com.
0: Here comes Schmitty comes here comes Schmitty Clothes, and the Joe Business Page. Bodies of parties in their underpants, it's fun for every age. Box that download, to the episode, hey, let's get in a fight. Eat some yogurt and punch a wall, Goes Schmitty close, comes the night. But here comes Schmitty comes here comes Schmitty Clothes, and the Joe Business Page. He sells a shirt with your dirt, dirt to help show off your rage. Tweaked audio's got sweet-ass earbuds, but a beautiful sight. Use their watch to decorate your crotch, me Schmitty goes, goes the night. Here comes Schmitty goes here comes Schmitty goes that's joel business page. Here Schmitty rap on a song that makes rope busting out of the cage. Get a print of podcast artwork, color hole black and white. Mike, Max, and Lily will sign that bang, cause Schmidtie comes the night. Here comes Smitty, Closer, here comes Schmidtie <laughs> Joe Business page. I bet you didn't know that the bees get out when Schmidtie takes the stage. Night. East on Earth, we'll have to wait after Schmidtie comes alive. Let's give thanks to the big angry, cause comes tonight. Cause comes tonight.
1: We have a YouTube channel. I don't know if you can hear me over the sound of the rain falling outside. It is pouring in Southern California right now. And I know what you're thinking. It never rains in California, but girl, don't they warn you? It pours, man, it pours. Do I do that often? It seems like I, I bring that song out quite a bit uh, because I love the dad of the strokes. That's it. I, you know, you can, you can keep your strokes, ladies and gentlemen, but give me the dad of the strokes, little Albert Hammond Sr., and uh, and I'll knock that out. I'll, I'll love that. I'll, <laughs> I'll love that guy's tune. And I like the strokes, too. I like a juice box. I like uh, Last Night. I like a guy who can basically recite the entire catalog of the strokes. No, I don't, but that would be me at this point. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? I, before I even, uh, YouTube channel. Hey, we have a YouTube channel. Have I mentioned that? I think we have, I think I have, uh, and there will be a live stream on it tomorrow night, Thursday, which is Thursday night at six o'clock PM Pacific. That's Thursday night, December 6th. I think today's the fifth, as I mentioned. Uh, well, Saturday was the first I'm not going to do it again. I'm teasing. um, So December 6th, Thursday, 6 o'clock, the 6th at 6. That's how I like to handle my business. 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. 7 o'clock p.m. Denver time. 9 o'clock p.m. New York time. 8 o'clock p.m. Chicago time. 4 o'clock p.m. in Hawaii. I don't know what time in other places. I I just had a, I forget who it was, a listener from Nova Scotia or something wrote me and was like, hey, uh, here's the time here. So I, I tell you, sir, six o'clock p.m. Pacific time, Thursday, live stream me at a desk shouting into my c- computer, possibly with a with a mock background behind me like I had a couple of weeks ago. And so we have the YouTube channel. You, it'll be live stream on YouTube. That's where you'll be able to find me. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel because you'll always get an alert to let you know when I'm going live and when I'm going to be out there and doing stuff. And uh, and so the, but I'm telling you right now, you don't need an alert because I'm going to be there tomorrow. December 6th, the 6th at 6. I'm sorry, I'm fighting off yawns and coughs. <laughs> yawns and coughs, yawns and coughs. Um, so there you go. The YouTube stream, live stream is tomorrow. I don't know how long it'll be. Again, this, we, we're easing back into all of these things, folks, as you know. But, uh, but also, please remember this. December 20th that's in two weeks, there is a live stream, Thursday night live stream, 6 o'clock p.m., same time, same bat time, same bat channel, and uh, it'll be our Christmas live stream, the 40-year-old boy's Christmas party, live streaming on YouTube, and uh, if you're sending me a gift, and I'm not saying you have to, but a lot of people over the years have sent me Christmas gifts and Christmas cards, and I've opened them on the air, on the podcast. Well, now, I'm going to open them on the live stream, folks. So either you can send me something and see me open it on the live stream and see my genuine uh, love and re- reaction, or uh, or you can come and watch me open other people's gifts and cards and things like that, and that'll be totally fun. So please, and I can tell you this, I've already, I have not checked the P.O. box just yet, but people have been writing me to say they've sent stuff, and I, I had something actually that came to the house that I'm excited about. I've got that in a stack. Um But that will be in two weeks. So that, like I said, that's December 20th is the 40-year-old boys Christmas special, Christmas party, Christmas, uh, whatever you want to call it here at uh, the live stream at YouTube, at the YouTube channel. I'll put up a reminder for that as soon as I can. But please know that you're invited. If you want to send a gift to my P.O. Box, here's the number. Uh, Mike Schmidt, Care of Throat Punch Media, P.O. Box 146, North Hollywood, California, Nine one six zero three. Now let's try that one more time. Mike Schmidt, care of Throat Punch Media, P.O. Box one four six, North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. And I say that because other people have been re- uh, they've been writing me over the over the past few weeks and just going, "What is it?" I thought I gave it out in the air, but I guess I did not, uh, or or someone just didn't write it down and they don't want to go. we searching for it. Damn it! Fighting it off. Uh, so there you go. There's the P.O. box. If you want to send me that's it. if you just want to send me a Christmas card, if you want to send me a gift of some sort, if you want to send me anything at all, it'll get opened on December 20th and on our YouTube live stream, 40 year old boy Christmas party. Uh, I will. I have a dumb sweater on. I don't know. Perhaps I'll look for one. Will I be eating uh, cookies and having hot chocolate? I might. Will there be a Yule log? Well, I'll tell you. will tell you what depends on what you send me. You send me some uh, some fancy little dirty gift. Perhaps I'll whip out the old Yule log. Who knows? Uh but please come to our live stream. This week the 6th at 6. That's tomorrow, Thursday, or today, you're hearing this Thursday. God damn it. So tonight there's a live stream. And then also the the remember the one on the 20th. That's the important one for Christmas. Well tomorrow's an important one as well. They're all important. It's me in front of a camera. God damn it. Why wouldn't you find that important? Uh December 20th, Thursday. Christmas party, forty year old boy. YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. It helps us uh, keep in touch with you. And a lot of people are, you know, signing up for Twitch. That's on the way. I will tell you. Uh, we eased into it this week, but next week I'll tell you uh, I've got some Twitch developments to share with you starting uh, uh, next week. I'll tell you next week uh, the story, the story of Twitch and and where I'm at and what's going to happen. But uh, but but the point is it's you know, it's nothing bad. It's all good and fun, but I'll tell you next week. Well, because we're again, we ease, we're easing back into podcasting folks. Uh, So please remember that the YouTube channel exists. Live streams are coming. Be a subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Twitch channel. It's the 40 year old boy. That's the channel on Twitch. Subscribe to that because there is stuff coming. Whether it's just me doing shows or me playing games, there is stuff coming to the Twitch channel soon. Very soon. So soon. Oh my Christ. How soon is it coming? Soon. Who wants to be a cameo person? That's right. Maybe it's you. There's a, an app called Cameo. You can download this to your phone and hire me to do a holiday greeting for your family or friends, uh, your sister, your cousin, your dog, uh, how about so bring your girlfriend, bring your mom. That's the second Bon Jovi reference of the goddamn show. Uh, you can hire me, get the app on your phone, cameo, find me, book me, and then I'll do a, a thing where I shout you out in some fashion. I'll, I'll, it can be a mean shout out. It can be a roasty shout out. It can be a fun shout out. It can just be a hi, how you doing shout out. It can be me sharing an eggnog recipe shout out, whatever you want, whatever you have in mind. Or if you want to lead me up to my own devices to go ahead and talk, I'm sure I'll talk about jamming a, a jade egg in your aunt's pussy. And I'm sure you don't want that. So please be specific about what you want me to talk about. Because some people write me they're like, hey, man, could you say something to my brother? And then I'm like, hey, you should die. And they're like, whoa, that seems aggressive. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me what to say. I've never fallen back on the you should die. But it's, please know it's holstered. I have it in my repertoire. So if you don't get specific, it may come out and then it's going to look bad to you. Because if I tell your uncle fucking Ray to die, you're going to be furious he's gonna be mad at you you're gonna be mad at me and all that for 20 bucks we can't have that so uh, so find me on Cameo download the app to your phone find me and book me and I will shout things to your friends nice things mean things whatever you want me to do because I'm a puppet not unlike all the other people on Cameo did you see that story? Fucking Brett Favre and and, uh, and a few other guys, some rappers, they got tricked into saying like alt right stuff and Nazi stuff and anti Jewish stuff. And I I and so I thank you for people who wrote me to go, hey Mike, you gotta fucking watch out for this shit, and uh. You know, I'd worry about that if I fucking followed a script in any way, but uh, I don't. So I wasn't worried about saying something. I Look, if I'm going to offend somebody, it's going to be with my own script. It's not going to be with the bullshit, fake anti-Jew stuff they send me, because I'll see through that, like fucking use Neutrogena to quote my friend Dennis Miller, and I'll just I'll just go ahead and ruin it with my own bullshit. Um, but yeah, so I literally people on Cameo were sending anti-Jewish screeds and these fucking numbskulls like Brett Favre, Brett Favre gets $500 for every Cameo minus 20 bucks. That's a fucking deal. You know, Brett Favre, you do a cameo with him. Next thing you know, he's jerking off and sending you photos and then you're on dead spin. You don't want fucking that to happen. Uh, Even though I just threatened to whip out my Yule log during the Christmas party. We all know that's not happening. Um, So book me instead of Brett Favre is my point. I won't say anti-Jewish stuff and it doesn't cost you $500. It's a mere fraction of that. And I'll say good things to your friends and you'll love it. Who wants to be an Uber and Lyft driver? Is it you? It might be. Uh, If you want to be a Lyft driver, use my code, all caps, Mike, 720057, M-I-K-E, 720057. If you want to be an Uber driver, Uber driver, you can use my code, D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. And that is all uh, lowercase the Letters, anyway. Well, I mean, I guess the numbers are lowercase, too. You can't make lower, you can't make uppercase numbers, can you? I don't think you can. Uh, so please, if you want to be a Lyft driver, an Uber driver, or if you're a one time, a first time passenger, a first time rider, you can use that code. And I get a spiff off of that, too. Hold on, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> See, this is why we're easing in because the more I talk, the throat's getting a little funky. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll all right, whatever, we're rampaging. Um, so, yeah, be an Uber driver and, and, and you might have adventures like I had this week. Here's something that happened to me in my in my time back in the car just this week. I took a gentleman uh, onto the set of Universal Studios and he had a pitch meeting. And, uh, and uh, let's put it this way. He, he I knew where we were going and I didn't know what he was doing until he got on the phone to try to get access. And they're like, all right, you're going to have to give your IDs at the thing and you got to get a pass. He's like, OK, great. And then I heard him say, uh, which building is Charlize's building? And I'm like, hmm. So then he hangs with the phone, and uh, of course, I'm bringing him to a pitch with Charlize Theron. and she's there. She's at, at Universal. And, uh, and, and so I go to drop him off and I do, and then it don't and look, if you if you if you don't think I thought about pulling over, and uh, and hopping into that bungalow to, to get to get a to say hi or whatever the fuck and look i'm not gonna bust in like rebecca de mornay and god created women and do a fucking bad song but at the same time you know maybe i fake delivered a pizza who the fuck knows you gotta it's dude it's Charlize the how do you not fucking take that chance well here's how you don't take that chance because if you're like a 25 year old hunky dude you can pull that off you, And because you can be like hey i'm i'm here yay it's fun but if you're a 51 year old dude Like, like a 25 year old, they're like, hey, maybe that guy's kind of stalkery, but he's also having fun and he's just eager. But if you're pre you're 51 years old, you're just pre rapist at that point. If you're 51 years old, they just see you as pre rapist when you burst in the door. Um so I so I couldn't do it. I, I thought about it. I saw the bungalow. I saw windows. I saw shadows. And I thought maybe I should just poke in there and get a look at Furiosa just to see how she's doing. But also, she would have beat the shit out of me. She'd fucking atomic blonde at me, which is fine. That's one ass-whooping I got to take. But also, I don't want to ruin this guy's pitch. That would be fucking terrible. Um, so that's the thing. If you become an Uber driver, perhaps you'll have that kind of adventure where you have to decide whether or not to ruin your life and somebody else's career. That's a plan. So use the code DJZW1YTTUE for Uber. Uh, use the code Mike720057 for Lyft, all caps for Lyft, all uh, lowercase for Uber. And here's another fun thing. Uh, I got a buddy of mine uh, that I grew up with, and he's like, he's like, ah, I might think about doing Uber. Writes me, and he goes, I got to pick your brain on it. Now I'm sick, man. I'm in a fucking deathbed. So I see it, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll write him tomorrow. And uh, the next day he writes me, he's like, yeah, man, I signed up, I'm and I wrote him, and I go, dude, I got a code, I got a fucking code you could use to get me money, go and put it, apply it now, and he's like, well, I don't know where, so I sent him screenshots, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not finding that on the website, I'm like, oh, man, you, dude, I could have been your uber pimp, I, could have, I went to high school with you, I could have been your fucking uber pimp, dude, um, you were so impatient. I was sick. I would have written you back, but I, I couldn't fucking move. Uh, so I lost that money, which would have been, it would have come in fine during the holidays. And actually that was bail money for my Charlize Theron pre-rape. So I would have been like, yay, I would have been totally fine to get me out of the fucking clink. Um, but if you want to do that again, Uber and Lyft, please use my code. Don't sign up and then tell me later you signed up and you want to ask me questions. And then I'm like, I don't answer you right away. And you're like, duh. And then I, I fucking lose the chance. So please use my codes for Lyft again. Mike, 720057, for Uber, BJZW1YTTUE. We have sponsors for this show. Did you know that? We do. We got a sponsor by the name of, oh, it's Fearful Jesuit and the Paranoid Strain Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, look, Mike, he's been doing that 9-11 thing. He had that QAnon thing out there, and these are fantastic. But we're hungry for more content from our good friend, the Fearful Jesuit. Well, I'm here to tell you folks, brace yourselves. The new one is up. And I'm sure you're subscribed already, so you know it and you downloaded it and you probably listened to it twice already. And I don't blame you because it's fucking great. It's about the Flat Earthers. This is a show, uh, you know, again, because our friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit, has Paranoid Strain where he tackles all of these conspiracy idiots and all of the nonsense that they bring to the table. And so this time he's focusing his laser-like Jesuit focus, his fearful focus on, uh, on, the, on the Flat Earth Society, the Flat Earth people. And I wish I, wish I could say it was a small group. Uh, you got to listen to this show because um well, first of all, I'll tell you this. There's a, I've got a complaint to make with Jesuit right now in the beginning. He does a, you know, there's a little sketch that opens the show and it's a, a candidate giving a speech. And then, um, Dana, who is the, the voice of reason on the show, I like to call her. She chimes in periodically. Well, she, uh, she whispers in this sketch and I, I could, I could almost, it just, it, it was like nails on a chalkboard to me hearing her whisper. I mean, it's, it just, it's just this weird, this, I can't even explain to you what it did to me. I, I don't know why it was this, the DSMR of it was really off for me, but luckily it's, I mean, it's over in like a minute and a half. And so then you listen to the show and the show itself is brilliant, but that whispering thing, it's just this, it, I can't even explain what well, you'll hear it. Go listen to the show, download the show. If you haven't, first of all, go to uh, iTunes. That's where paranoid strain is available and download the show right now. Subscribe to the show so you'll get them all in the future. And then leave a review in the iTunes store telling them you love the show and then write him a note and telling him you love me and you love us and you like us for recommending the show because it lets him know that it's a good idea to sponsor the show and it lets him know, get some good feedback about what's uh, what he's got going forward. And and this Flat Earth show, I'm telling you dudes, it just... Like I... I You know me. I I, I have no tolerance and no patience for trolling and these people who make shit up and they... And this and this society of people, they're they're just fucking bananas. They're, they're they're. He has a segment on there where there's there's an argument, okay, between a flat earther and uh, uh, just this this flat earth fucking idiot, and and a person trying to explain to him why he's just, actually he's actually the flat he's asking the flat earther why he believes what he believes, and he he tries to use helium balloons as a as a way to teach the guy about gravity, and it it devolves into this. I mean, these flat earth dudes are just debating the meaning of up and down. I mean, it's just, it's just this who's on first back and forth nonsense. And, and you listen to it and the, the, the flat earth dude is not listening. He's a moron. He's not listening to anything. The guy's giving him facts. He gives him four times. He repeats the same thing to the guy. And the guy's just like, well, you're not answering my question. He goes, I've, I've answered it four fucking times. Um, there's so much Bible shit with these people and, and they, they, they take things literally. Uh, and, and what I do love, I will tell you this, the flat Earth thing is so stupid that like ten minutes into the show, you can actually hear the bitter disdain for the subject matter that Fearful Jesuit has. Like like ten minutes, he's just like, Yeah, this is just fucking wrong. And these guys are stupid. And I'm mean, and 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 he lets them have it. But look, you get to hear about Pythagoras, you get to hear about Aristotle and Aristoteles, or Statosthenes, I think was his name. Um there's a very painful piece of audio where uh, a guy named who's known as Mr. Blue Marble. He took the he he had, you know. He created the the image you see this I not the photograph but I mean he he made a model of the earth with wrapping a photograph around a thing whatever it's a long story but uh but his name's Robert Simmons, and he gets confronted by this psycho at a at a at a thing where the guy finds him at a Starbucks and tries to ask him these questions and and Robert Simmons won't talk to him and then the guy acts like he got a triumph it's just it's just terrible but I will tell you this um it's it's so crazy making when you listen to it that that Jesuit does a really smart thing uh just when the crazy is rampaging out of control and and you're thinking to yourself I can't I can't listen to these motherfuckers anymore he has Dana do a show reset and it it really it cleansed the palate for me where I was just like oh all right thank god um but when you hear the phrase literally this phrase is used by a a flat earth dude The, the phrase when you ever hear the phrase in my video on menstrual blood Uh, You, you, you know, that these guys have gone off the fucking reservation. They are just completely wiped the fuck out. And it's, it's fascinating to hear him pick them apart. It's frustrating to hear him let them err. He plays clips of them and their arguments. And it's, it's, I find it distasteful and horrifying, but at the same time, it's, you have to do this to understand them, I suppose. But also he just, he just tears them apart. It's fucking beautiful. So go subscribe to the paranoid strain. Uh, our great friend Fearful Jesuit is the host and it's available in the iTunes store right now. You can write him at FearfulJesuit at gmail.com or no, no ParanoidStrain at gmail.com. I apologize. And uh, and contact him. Write him there. Write him on the, on the iTunes store. Leave a review. Mention us. And, uh, and it helps him know that uh, this is an effective way to advertise the show. You can go to Mike You can go to the Amazon page and uh, or I'm sorry, the, the Mike Schmidt go to the Joe business page and we've got stuff for sale. there. some stuff there, uh, but also the Amazon link is mostly important, especially at this time of year. You can hear my throat starting to give away. can't you? The, 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 the concrete pillars that are holding it up are about to be fucking wrecked and fall into the sea. Um, <coughs> uh, hold on. We're easing in. Go to Amazon and uh, I'm sorry, go to MikeSpinComedy.com and and go to the Joe business page and click on the Amazon link. That's very important. If you click on the Amazon link, because you're doing all your Christmas shopping anyway. And this gives us us a, a taste of the gig. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. Works out perfectly. You're buying stuff anyway. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. It costs you, what, 10 seconds to go to my website, find the Amazon link on the Joe Business page, and click through. And then you're on Amazon. You're shopping. And we get, uh, we get a taste of it. And it really helps out the show in a, in a way that you, I can't explain. Believe me, every, every month, I'm just, I'm just like, well, thank God. You know what I mean? It, it really helps the show out very much. So thank you so much to everybody who's using the Amazon link. People contact me all the time and tell me they're using it. And I'm telling you now, please, please, please go use the Amazon link at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. And, uh, you know, it is December. We opened with, uh, we had a little Christmas, uh, activity here earlier in the show. We, we opened with a song and then we had a thing in the break in the middle. Uh, normally we close with a Christmas song as well, but I'm going to close with a different song this time. Our friend David Hernandez, as I've mentioned, is the music and, uh, and the visual component of this show. And unfortunately he suffered a loss in his family. Uh, just in the past couple of weeks recently, his cousin, Danny, who, uh, who fought a very brave fight and, uh, wound up succumbing to, I, uh, to, to cancer, which is awful. And, and we've dealt with it on this show. You know, my mom's beaten it three times. We have our friend Maki who's fighting it now. We have other people that have, have, uh, have fought through it. Um, our friend Scott Palmiter just had, had, uh, you know, he had a skin cancer, uh, that removed. So, um, I contacted David and I asked if he wanted, uh, cause he had been working on music with his cousin, um, before he passed. And I said, is there anything that you guys laid down that you'd want to play on the show as a tribute to Danny? And, uh, and he said he wasn't sure that that was something that, that, uh, was ready for air, you know? And, and he, I think Danny wanted to lay down some tracks with, he, he wanted to work with David. That was the most important thing, but, um, But I said, well, is there another song maybe you've done in the past that you thought would be appropriate as a, um, a remembrance of Danny, certainly here at the end of the show. And, uh, he said, yeah, you know, I did, um, I did a version of in my life by the Beatles. And I believe we used this before, uh, on the show where we talked about, you know, David lost his father and and Dennis lost his father. And, and, uh, David thought it would be appropriate to use it again in this circumstance. So, uh. So here, here's David and David's version of In My Life by the Beatles. And uh, as we say goodbye to Cousin Danny.